Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Salutations, sluts. <laughs> you are listening to Shelf Pleasure, a spicy book podcast hosted by spicy ladies. We are those ladies in question. I'm Kel- Krista. And I'm Kelsey. <laughs> I'm tr- I was like, I'm still laughing at your intro. I did love it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. So for the next, I don't know, hour or so, we're going to bring you all of the filthy details on a book that we just read. And maybe you just read too. So th- and we mean filthy. Yeah, especially with this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this week, we are going to be discussing A Lesson in Thorns by Sierra Simone. So turn back now if you have not read this yet and want to without being spoiled. We will be here when you're ready. And for everyone else, please just remember, these are our snarky little opinions on books. So if you love something, don't let us change your mind. And if you hate something, you don't have to tell us we're trash for loving it. We already know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Before we venture into Thorn Chapel, do we have any editor's notes to go over from last episode? I do. Perfect. Because I, 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 I have a um, a letter to the editor. I guess I got <laughs> I got a very strong reaction from one of my friends um, in response to us trying to figure out if going commando as a dude was uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, please. So I, I have, have a know. dissenting opinion from Brian's. And I forgot to ask if they wanted me to name them on this. So they will remain nameless for now. And maybe my editor's note in the next one will be just a call out of who it is. But um, I'm going to read the response that I got. Love this. Word for word. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I have very strong opinions about this. Going commando in jeans is not uncomfortable. I don't understand people who say this. One, every single pair of jeans I've ever seen has fabric behind the zipper, so there's no direct contact. The fact that it might be cold is never relevant. That's such... I don't know how I didn't think about... I mean, I don't wear hard pants very often, let's be honest, but... That makes so much sense. I'm sorry. Go, I, it's go fine. On. I was like, I never think about having a dick, so. But, you know, another great point. I <laughs> just think about them in me. <laughs> sorry. I, I had to. Um, point two. There's only two points. I'm not, it's not that long. Uh, dudes need to stop wearing crunchy ass hard jeans. There are plenty of options out there that are pretty soft and very comfortable. Sincerely, someone who often goes commando in jeans without issue. And then they uh, did say, sorry, if that's TMI. And I was like, my podcast is literally me just talking about my sexual kinks to the world. I literally just said, I don't think about having a dick. I just think about having one in me. So TMI, there's no such thing as TMI with us, I guess. You know what? I take that back. That's famous last words. (laughs) No, I think those are great points. I didn't even think about the zipper obviously being covered. I feel so dumb. And I'm glad they said something. I am too. I was like, oh, we had no idea. I was like, our only frame of reference to ask then was Brian. Um, Also, I forgot there is, it wasn't called out as a third point. But they did say, I could see it being an issue if you wear super tight skinny jeans. There could be a bit too much rubbing and chafing. But that that's was, about it. So. That was my biggest thing is thinking that like you'd get you'd get rub like your thighs. I mean, as someone who's never had a thigh gap, everything rubs down there. Um, so you yeah, want I've never, you want I've a never little. Had, I've never had. I've never owned a pair of pants. That haven't just, like, frayed in the thighs. Yes, exactly. So I think about, like, you know, getting a little, like, a little chafing or a little nut rub or, you know, whatever happens um, with, with, you know, ball and penis havers. Yeah, so, yeah, with all, for all you penis havers... Um, go commando, try it out. Yeah, let us know. Watch, we're just going to get all these responses. Look, I, I went commando. We'll have a whole episode of Editor's we'll, Notes. We'll put a poll on. In. We'll send out a poll. I love this. <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad we got that. Um, I am too. And with that, let's get into Thorn Chapel. So, A Lesson in Thorns is book one in the Thorn Chapel Quartet by Sierra Simone. 
Book one was published in March 2019, and the final book in the series came out in November 2020. So this is the newer, like, newer in her series. Like, Priest and Camelot came out in the, or Priest and New Camelot came out in the, like, 2015-2016 timeframes. And this is a contemporary gothic romance and one that leans heavily into BDSM and some mystical elements and also features a ton of queer characters and is also pretty diverse. When we first heard about this series, it was described as aggressively bisexual. I, I feel like that is a very important point. To, and yes. we were like sold. I Say I less. selfishly was like. That was how we tagged it in our smut list. Yeah, it was. It just says aggressively bisexual. I, I think I described it as I was like, this book is so horny. That was like my hot take the whole time. I was like, this might be the horniest book I've ever read. Truly. It's so horny. It's aggressively horny and bisexual. So, you know, all the things that we love. Some diversity. Super horny unresolved sexual tension and i don't know about you but i was hooked in the prologue because in it six children discover a secret passage in a hedge maze like just the vibes of that are incredible and it leads them to a ruined chapel aptly named thorn chapel and because they're children and because they found a ruined church they pretend to have a that they're having a wedding and so, yeah, because what else are you going to do? What, are, what I mean, it just makes sense. If you're going, if you're in a chapel, you get married. So Rebecca is a bridesmaid. Delphine is a flower girl. Beckett is the oldest. So he's the priest. Um, I think Auden, Delphine, wasn't Delphine originally going to be the bride? She wanted to be the bride. And then she's like, eh, I don't want to do that. No, she and Rebecca fought over it. So neither of yeah. them got it. So Auden is the groom and Proserpina is the bride. And St. Sebastian, who's, who is a kid from town, a little bit outside this group, Whose parents are yeah, spending the, rest the summer of them are together? Kind of like they're rich they're, kids. Yeah, they're rich kids. They they come from like a little like different backgrounds and different like levels of rich and types of rich, I guess. Yes. But he is more of like the he's he's, he's the, the townie. Yeah, he's the everyman. Yes, and so he says, "I'm going to be the interrupter. I'm going to I'm going to be the one that says uh, I object or you yeah. know, speak now or forever hold your peace uh, uh, during me. the ceremony. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> yes." So, and and something happens when they're playing pretend, and St. Sebastian starts arguing with Beckett over trying to marry Poe, too, and Rebecca and Delphine are arguing because that's just what they do. So, Auden yanks both St. and Poe into a kiss, and they're like 10 here. It's very innocent, but he kisses yeah, the two of them. they're not like... And as it happens, lightning cracks across the sky, and something wakes up. And it wakes up in all six of the children and in the Thorn Chapel. And it's just really magical and beautiful. So 12 years later, Poe has returned to America after that magical summer in England, and her mother has disappeared at Thorn Chapel around the same time, like shortly after they got back. She just graduated with a master's in library science, and she receives two things for her troubles. First, she gets a letter on her 22nd birthday from, like, postmarked from Thorn Chapel in her mother's writ. Handwriting from her dead mother's handwriting from her presumed dead mother's handwriting that says convivificat because yeah this has been like what ten what's it tw- twelve 10, years twelve years later yes. and her yeah her mom's been missing for ten yes so it's <clears throat> it's just a Latin phrase that just means like it quickens or it awakens and then she also gets a call from Auden's solicitor with a job offer because Auden's father has died leaving the entire guest estate to Auden, and he wants to offer her basically her dream job in cataloging and preserving their expansive private library because they have money, money. they're rich. Yeah, like, like pouty like rich boy. Yeah, like, it's like old school white people rich. Yes. So what's a girl to do besides pass up, pack up all of her worldly belongings and skip across the pond to this massive estate of your childhood crush, which is also the last place your mother was seen alive? Yeah, who you're still kind of obsessed with and fantasizing about all these years later. Although, she can't go without one last caning scene from her Dom ex-girlfriend. Because in addition... Yes, we don't get to see... I will point out, we don't get to see the scene. It's just quickly mentioned. Yes. but So in addition to being a narcoleptic librarian, Poe is also a sub. And at one point, she says, I bloom like a rose when I'm handled like a weed. And I just love that imagery (laughs) for her. It's so good. 
So she arrives, and the entire Thorn Chapel crew is there. Yeah, there's big, clear- re- big fun like summer reunion. Yes, and there, there has clearly been a falling out with Saint and Auden, which eventually ends with them getting into a small scuffle in the rain with Poe caught between the two of them. Hot. Um, oh yeah, she's like breaking up the fight, but then it. But everyone else is doing exceptionally well. Like, Auden's like an architect, and he's engaged to Delphine. Basically everyone but Saint is doing really well. It gave me the Losers Club vibes, how when everyone else leaves Derry except Mike Hanlon, they become, like, extraordinarily successful, and Mike sticks around and is just kind of, like, the normal person. That was very much the, the Thorn Chapel 6 gave me those vibes. But... Auden's engaged to Delphine, who's an Instagram model and also a trust fund baby. Like, yeah. they have more money than, like, most small countries. Rebecca's a landscaped art architect and a dom. And then Beckett is a hot priest. Where have we seen this before? Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be a Sierra Simone series if there wasn't a hot priest. Yes. Uh, for everyone obsessed uh, with Fleabag, this is for you. Um, and then, so it's Poe po and Saint are really the only two with, like, seemingly normal lives. And Poe's really isn't that vanilla either. So it's mostly just Saint. That's, yeah. That's your, you know, like you said, he's your everyman. And once she gets kind of settled in, Poe confides in Auden that one of the reasons that she took this job in the first place uh, was because of the letter that she received. And... They both know it's a reach. That even though it looks like her mother's handwriting, they have no idea when it was sent. Yeah. Like it could be twelve years old. It could have come on her twenty second birthday. Like they just don't know because of the type it of could paper have gotten lost in the mail. Because everyone knows how the USPS is trash. And, it's true, and let and let alone internet stuff coming from international. So. So they both just kind of like hold that secret to themselves, but he shows her around the library and she gets up on one of those um, like bookcase ladders and he looks up, I think, to take a book from her and notices all of the cane marks showing under yeah. her skirt, yeah. just to, decorating to, her to ass. get a book from her. But you know this dude is 100% looking up to check out her ass. And like, come on. Is- because they all, like, you're also like, they all are like clearly... Like, she has been lusting after Saint and Auden since she left. And also, Auden has been doing the same. Oh, so, they've just and been they are like, ba- obsessing, fantasizing. Saying barely trying to hide their attraction, it might even be putting it too, like, too far. Like, they are not doing much. Like, he's engaged to someone else, but they're not fooling anyone. No. None of you. No, and when he sees the cane marks, he is broken. And this yes. is, I think, the. Th- I mean, the Rebecca start. also immediately clocks the bruises. Oh, but and she's knows fucking what they del- are, and She is like quietly yep. delighted um, when she catches it cause, because she's a dom and she's like, I know what you need. Yeah. Um, but Auden, ever the perfect English gentleman, is so like. Distraught, he just he just, just, he just, he just, he just he's just, like I need to excuse myself, yeah. um, and it's the start of that really heavy unresolved sexual tension. I think this is like the the first moment where it becomes like so palpable. Like everyone's said that like oh I've been in love with these people my whole life, but it's not become like so thick in the room as it has I think until the library scene. Yeah, but and I, I think because like the interesting thing is that like the rest of them have at least had some type of interaction like i feel like auden beckett rebecca and delphine are all like they have stayed really, friends like, they've been friends and like hung out a lot saint has like been in the area and they've seen him and maybe you find out some stuff later in the series that we won't get into but like so, so much they tea. all have still been like interacting whereas like poe is the only one that literally has like not been around these people and not seen or heard from them since that summer yeah so it's like it's just all these fantasy like it's like a lot of fantasies for the since her childhood yes that haven't that's a really good point and so she is eventually left to settle into her work at the estate and so she takes some time to visit saint in town where he works at the library and they go to dinner to try and reconnect and Auden doesn't Love he's engaged to someone else, but he really doesn't love this. And he actually says to her, he gave Saint a piece of his heart and he fed it to the wolves. So the blood between them is bad. It is 
Yeah, like Taylor Swift. Yeah, you're like and something, her girl gang. Yeah, something levels. went down between Auden and Saint, but you have no idea. And of course, nobody is forthcoming about anything. Rebecca everyone, knows. Everyone and is won't so tell. yeah. Everyone is so fucking vague. They're like allude to it, and they talk. <laughs> they bring it up all the time, but they won't just tell you what the fuck happened. So, so while Poe is working in the library, she finds a photo from that summer of their parents, except for Saint's mom, because again, he's a townie. And it's clear that Thornchapel has some kind of magically induced swinging power because they are all looking at each other, looking yeah, at each lo- other in this picture like they've been fucking. Well, and also some of them, like, I think what's it Poe's mom is looking at Auden's dad and like holding up this torque to him. And then Poe's father is holding hands with Rebecca's father in the photo. Yes. Like, it's all clearly like, we all fuck. We all do research and then fuck in our spare time. Yes. And she also Just finds... Just you want to learn about your parents. Every kid's dream. That summer that we spent playing on my the estate, parents our parents were... swinging summer. <laughs> my, my summer vacation... My parents' summer vacation with polyamory. So she also... The kink polyamory. It's oh, incredible. It, yeah, it's just the way the way everyone's looking at each other. You just know. And then Poe also finds a book on these seasonal rituals that are conducted at the Thorn Chapel. And ultimate rich kid Delphine wants to hold the Imbolc ceremony because, as she says, it'd be a lark and yeah, it'd be fun. Sh- she doesn't get to do fun, uncivilized things anymore. Which hey, yeah, she just wants to be spontaneous. Be- and, like, and what's more spontaneous than a pagan ritual where people fuck in the woods? Well, we n- not confirmed yet, but that's enough you for know, me. You know where it's going. I. You know where- this is not going to be like, you're like, this is a romance. They're not going to be eating each other in the woods. No. Uh, they're going to be eating each other in a fun way. Yes. But they're not like, can't, they're not like ritual sack. Come on. But I, you know I just love going. Delphine because she's immediately like, wow, this will be fun. Let's just do it. Yeah, why not? And I, I wait, I never get to be spontaneous. And I, also love Beckett because he stirs a little bit of shit when he brings Saint up for dinner and everyone hangs out after for a game of spin the bottle. And I know, I know that sounds so pedestrian in a book with ritualized sex parties and kink. But when I say this is the hottest game of spin the bottle I have ever read. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I, I know. Like, I feel like you hear spin the bottle and you're like, oh yeah, right. But oh, bless Sierra Simone for giving us these beautiful scenes of Beckett kissing Saint. I was going to say, I was like, actually, like, the Beckett, like, and for where this spin the bottle scene goes, the kiss and, like, interaction that I have not stopped thinking about is the Beckett-Saint kiss, which is the most tame thing that happens. But him just, like, lifting up Saint's chin and just fucking Frenching him was so goddamn sexy. I was like, oh, yes, please. It it was so good. And we so, got... See, sometimes I don't need kink or, like, sometimes filthy, dirty smut. Sometimes I just It just a, has to be framed the correct way. Sometimes you fucking hot, sweet makeout. Yes. So we get... Back in I'm having Saint. a moment. I'm like having a moment. We get we it. get Auden and Delphine, which is very chaste. We get Auden and Poe. And then the best comes when Rebecca spins and the bottle lands on Poe again. And now Rebecca, good dom that she is, knows Poe is in agony to be in agony. And so yeah, she she's takes immediately it. like, you want a little kink with this? Yeah, you want to play? Uh, so she she gives her a safe word. It's Thorn Chapel. And she takes it upon herself to have Poe earn her kiss. How? Public spanking. While Auden holds her down. Yeah, so she has Poe lay across Auden's lap so that he can hold her down, pulls her tights down and her skirt up, and makes her and count. tights and underwear. Yes, yeah, full bare-assed here. Yep. And makes her count 35. <laughs> I to beaver owl. I'm so sorry that that's where my mind went. You are not incorrect. Uh, that does happen. The phrase, I, I know, but the phrase beaver out is so classless. I'm sorry. <laughs> So she she makes her count 35 hand-to-ass spanks to earn her prize. And 35, 35 claps of hand-to-cheek is going to leave both kind of rough. Yeah, I was like, that. I was, I was like, because there is a whole moment where Poe is like, 
oh, I don't, like, this is kind it's of like a trick, a trick question. question. Yeah. Like, either way, it's not right. But after Rebecca is banging her, there's five left. And she goes, actually, Auden, like, my hand kind of hurts. You take over and do the Finish last five. the job. And throughout the book, we've seen Auden drawn towards sadism. And now he's finally in a safe space to practice it for the first time. Yeah, even in the prologue as a kid, like, you hear how he, because it's from his point of view. So he talks about, like, he's experiencing these feelings that he doesn't understand. Because he's too young for them. And he's like, he feels like there's thorns in his heart that are, like, digging into him. And he wants, like, when he kisses Poe and Saint, he wants, like pleasure and pain he wants to bite them yes. too yeah it's it's really and like beautiful the imagery. imagery yeah so so this gives him a chance to practice basically safe kink for the first time and it is everything for him like he he was hard holding down poe while she was squirming and yeah. getting her ass back and then he just co- he comes just from spanking her uh, actually comes oh, yeah. from finishing the scene where he is actually the person participating and saint sweet tortured angel that he is can't he's in the wind my favorite phrase he's saint is in the wind well he can't watch the two people he wants to throw under the floor and fuck in this scene because he is far too into it so he yeah. just fails although let's be honest everyone in the scene was super into everything that was happening like oh yeah not, again, they're not all a dry hor- pair of pants in sight uh, no again they're all horny as fuck it's the horniest book ever it's yes. so horny and then but poe immediately goes after saint and she kind of confronts him because she thinks that he is like shaming her for being into kink and he's kind of like no i am look at inc- me like you think i'm shaming you and then they have like this full-on like make out and it's very hot and rubbing fronts a little bit oh yeah but ever the tortured hero hero yeah, saint like, breaks it think, off yeah because both times because isn't she about to she's about to come from both things yeah but doesn't so much edging in this book yeah but, so well, they're making out and he he stops and he's like i can't you are meant for auden everyone in town knows it ralph wanted it auden's dad wanted it I can't have you because you are for him. Yes, and some, he gets everything he, he wants. As some kind of chosen bride for the lord of the manor, even though he's engaged to Delphine. So, yes, yes, very yes. sad. Saying yes, we get it. Big anyway. drama. Big drama. Yeah, I feel like that. It's like big rich people drama. Yes, it's absolutely lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, no, like I'm, nobody has ever been like, no, my I can't be with you because your parents intended you for someone else. <laughs> My, oh, yeah. my parents would be like, please, if someone just nice that would as a job taker. <laughs> so sometime later, everyone is planning the in-bulk ceremony, and Auden is brooding in his little tower, and Saint stumbles upon him jerking off. And well, can I just, just... not? I think he's like, Saint comes in just as he's come. Yes. So he's like, as he comes, Saint walks in. And can I just read this to, to oh, everyone? Please. Because please it's, do it's it. so good. St. Sebastian no longer looks like he's trapped. Or if he does, he looks like he's decided that this is the this trap is the only place he wants to be for the rest of his life. He's stepping forward now, one heavy booted foot after the other, his lip ring tucked between his teeth and his eyes tormented in the snowy twilight of the room. And then he kneels in front of Auden, his knees between Auden's light brown brogues and his hands sliding up the inside of Auden's thighs. Holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. St. Sebastian gives Auden one last look, a look Auden can't even begin to interpret, a look he's not even sure if he wants to interpret, and then lowers his warm mouth to Auden's still thick shaft and gives it one long, lingering pass with his tongue. He didn't even, it's so, I can't, I'm like just fanning myself over here. (laughs) He didn't even blow him, he just cleaned him up in the most like subservient way possible. And for two people who are coming to terms with like their need to be, like their need to express themselves through kink, I'm fucking dead. I can't with this. It's so hot. <laughs> it was. It Nothing was. Nothing happened. There, it was so, so hot. I feel like there's also so many like little scenes of like this one. I feel like there are scenes in this that are incredibly hot that are explicitly sexual. But then there are also scenes that are like, you know, like even the kit where like they're more mild. There was even one where like Saint is just like rubbing his thumb on Poe's shoulder and yes. that shit was fucking sending me. I was like, this is so fucking hot. So <laughs> it, like like so it's very sexy and it runs the gamut of like different types of sexy, which I I really enjoyed. Oh yeah. This book will burn you up from every angle. 
it's it's tremendous in that that regard. So back in yeah. the library, Poe finds more on the Imbolc ritual, and surprise, surprise, like you said, yeah, it's plot, public sex. Plot, plot twist, it's sex. And the bride in this ritual, because there's a bride who marries, who's going to aspect as St. Bridget, um, and is going to marry the Lord of Thornchapel, the bride needs to be a virgin. So Poe, Auden, Saint, and Delphine are up for the role. Delphine, however, says that she wants to do this. Like, she wants to be part of the ritual, but she doesn't want to be the bride because she's not ready for that yet. And well, full disclosure, she was... I, I was going to say, I was like, I think there's, like, a lot of things we probably want to get into is, like, not only Delphine, but the fact that, like... So here, you finish about Delphine, and okay. then I think we should get into the rest of their background. Yes. So, <clears throat> Delphine says she doesn't want to be the bride in this. She was raped in college, and is just growing comfortable with her sexuality again through the things that she's been experiencing at Thorn Chapel with her friends. So that only leaves the yeah. little pining trio <laughs> for the role. Well, and I think she also is kind of like, it's not just because she's not ready, but she says like, oh, well, the bride is supposed to be a virgin and I'm not a virgin. And they there is this really beautiful moment where they get into later on, like the idea of like, you know, like your virginity is a construct and that, like you, your first time is what you, it's what you choose is your first time. And it was like, that was a really beautiful thing to read in all of this. Um, but then luckily, um, virgin, and they, like, there is like a lot of thing where like Beckett is very like uh, virginity. Like, I don't, I don't want this. The ultimate academic. I don't want this to have gender role. He's such a progressive priest. He's like, I don't want this to fall into normal gender roles. And it, and there, and even Rebe- and him and Rebecca are both like, virginity is like a construct. It's what you make it. Yes. Um, which was very fun. But um, there are not one, not two, but three virgins yes. in the group because, and, and like, and technically four, because we're counting Delphine, because yes. that didn't count. Um, Auden, Saint, and Poe are all virgins. I do yes, feel... Yes, Queen, Poe, never... Calls, her, calls never, herself I a sex she, monster. She, yeah, calls herself a sex monster on the regular, but has never had an, even had an orgasm given to her by someone else. Exactly. She's... Which is she crazy says, to me that, like, it's like, she's so into kink. Like, I would think she would be someone that would have come just from, like, a spanking. I mean, she was real close. Yeah. But I think in normally this type of plotline would bother me. Auden makes sense because he's been with Delphine for so long. Yeah. Post her attack. So they weren't having sex. So it makes sense for him to have gotten to a certain age where their relationship is years long and they aren't physically intimate because she's still recovering from her trauma. Mm -hmm. And then Poe and Saint. Poe is the most surprising to me. Although I think Saint is up there too, but because of everything that happened to them as children in the Thorn Chapel, it, this is a plot line that I'm like, okay, I can fr- like something happens to you as a child to make you only want to have sex with I, these people. I understood and like I kind of bought into the reasoning, but virginity and like a, is not my favorite. No, same here. I, I, this I'm is like just either the- way. I'm like I, it, this is even one where I'm like I get it. And it makes sense, but mm. yeah, it's it's but still I'm, I not my favorite not, it's plot not my line. Favorite thi- it's not my favorite thing, and I was like, I also don't think it's necessary. And I also actually kind of would have enjoyed it almost more if the fact that like you're kind of saying, oh, all these things are just like a construct and social ideas, like, and we're, we we want to make this ceremony our own. You're so not really would have enjoyed it to be like, fuck it, we don't have to have it tied to it actually being a virgin. <laughs> I think that, but. That's just me. No, I, I'm with you. It's Those are never my favorite plot lines. In this case, like the magic happening, I was like, okay, like whatever, yes, you get I, a pass. I did buy. I was like, okay, I, again, I, I but, agree with you. I did buy. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I, I see you. I see you, magic spooky chapel. I see you. <laughs> so, and, and of course, when this is presented, everyone agrees that they're going to have sex in this ceremony because it'll bring them closer as friends. Friends. <laughs> Famous last words. Kelsey, are and we just not that good of friends? We've no. never had a moment like this where we've been like, oh, let's have a know. ritualistic orgy in the woods. <laughs> uh, I thought we were best friends. but <laughs> You know what? Maybe we're not. Maybe we ha- still have work to do. Um, and, and I feel, Oh, my God. I like feel like that sounded like I was propositioning you. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was not my intention. There is I, our friendship is fine. It's healthy. Yeah, we're we're good. We're good. Um, and like you said, there is a really beautiful interlude between Delphine and Poe that same night, where Delphine talks about her experience with her attack and how there are seasons to life and how she's looking forward to the one that they're going to be starting on in bulk together and how she feels this is going to be a new season for Poe too. And it's really very sensitive and beautiful. And it made me love Delphine even more like just queen of my heart. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed Delphine. I also loved um, like she has these very like deep moments that are very beautiful. Like there's one where she asks Poe, about kink and Poe is like has this beautiful description of it how she describes it as like it's like love um and I'm not doing it justice I probably should have highlighted it and read it but I didn't read the book Uh, (laughs) it's so good yes um but then yeah there's also like other little fun moments where like with Auden because he's one of the ones that's kind of more hesitant about these the ritual and not knowing and she's like well I was just gonna do it whether you want it I'm glad you came around but I was gonna do it either way kind of thing which I thought was really fun and charming it was Um, and and yeah and that her and Poe and her do face masks while they're talking about this it's so sweet and Delphine makes some other big decisions that night too because she gives Auden his ring back and Poe actually finds Auden later again rooting in his tower and they they kind of have a spat and i did not see this argument initially as as terrible as poe made it out to be same okay i'm glad that you said that terrible at all i was very confused like because she has like this big moment where she's like i don't i don't kneel for selfish men which i did i was like damn you tell him girl but i also was like but i don't really get what you're talking about yeah so i was like i did i miss the point of this they're they're confessing for for everyone listening they're confessing things to each other in this scene and everything he says to her is true and he's so torn up about his feelings for her and saint and delphine and i think there was some relief mixed in with his grief about the engagement being broken because of those latent feelings he has for poe and for saint and the and of course, those make him like emotionally compromised, but everything he shared, like they shared in equal measures. It, either way, like when she said, I don't kneel for selfish men, the fighting just set me on fire. It's just, again, so there's so much tension. But I walked away from that scene thinking, was Poe making a bigger deal out of this than it was? Like, do I, I not understand the nuance of it? I thought it too. I was like, I, it was one where I'm like, I feel like even later, like, I, kind of got it but now that we're talking about it i can't even remember what her point was of why like she felt that she said she felt like like he was taking not giving but i there there may have just been nuance there that i didn't understand because i read through it again today and was like no i still feel like he was telling you the truth he did become like a little bit of an asshole at the end but maybe i think i guess she was upset with the fact that uh, I'm, i'm like reading my notes on it and she said she felt like he had used her instead of them sharing like it should be. Yeah. Because he, like, had her confess her feelings to him. And they talk about their fear, their fears. But he doesn't reveal until after that, like, oh, it was actually, like, it was fine for you to do that because Delphine called off the engagement. So, like, like so, yeah. And she says that he was being selfish because everything he did was about him and his feelings. So I guess I kind of get it, but I did think it was like, I was like, this is kind of an unnecessary tension and drama that you didn't like. You also just barged in on this man grieving over a lost relationship. Like he just just got, he just broke off the engagement and it wasn't even him that broke it off. Like it was broken off with him. You don't need to add another level to keep you two apart. I think you're (laughs) allowed uh, a small measure of selfishness. Yes, especially when you're, you are also friends with, his ex-fiance now. Yeah, and he was, again, also giving you truth when you were giving him truth. Yes, it's, and he, I did appreciate, though, that him calling her out. She's like, I don't kneel for selfish men. And uh, he says, but you're willing to kneel for an engaged man. Yes. And I, I was like, that was a good clap back. I thought so, too. That's point, where, I was like, point for Auden. That's where, the, that's where the, the flames really got me. Yeah. So, so... We're up to the night of Imbolc now, and Poe's dad calls and basically confirms all the parents were, in fact, swingers. But he also is begging her not to go into the Thorn Chapel tonight. But he tells her nothing else. Everyone is so fucking goddamn withholding in this series. I was like, (laughs) if you are that concerned 
about your daughter, sir. He's like, I'm not going to tell you until you come home. And I'm like, um, sir, in bulk is tonight. So she's not coming home now. You better speak up or forever hold your peace. For real. So they carry on the ritual as planned. Yeah. Oh, and he does talk about how, like, Ralph Auden's dad was obsessed like he was in love with her mother yes but then it kind of turned into obsession and it kind of had like it, he he gives some like vague hints on things where he's like yeah that basically like he was obsessed with her and he was convinced that they should get married because there's like a whole family history thing it's with the current styles yes. i guess and, and like, it's like big drama um but she like repeatedly rejected his proposals and was just not like, nope, it's not happening. Yep. So, getting ready for the ceremony, rolls are drawn from a bowl. And just the most, you know, random chance. With, and with that, Delphine is chosen as the lord of Thorn Chapel. And yeah, Poe is the bride. Yeah, they out of a hat. And, I and also ag- enjoyed. I, me too. And again, this is the part that you were talking about where Delphine is talking about her trauma and see, she says something here that's one of my favorite quotes from the whole book. And she says, I've been thinking, you know about what everyone said yesterday about virginity and first times and what they mean. And I think if we get to pick, then I'm going to pick this as my first time. I'm going to lose my virginity with you, Poe Markham, and I couldn't be happier. And I love this so fucking much. I love Delphine, her awakening sexuality, reclaiming part of her identity, surrounded by friends in a place that makes her feel safe. Like, yeah, it was very, her, her, her story was very heartbreaking and incredibly moving. And her being the Lord and being the person with the power tonight, I think was so important to that journey for her. It's just Poe comes in as St. Bridget and she does all of the the like ritual things. Like she promises to keep the land fertile and bless the livestock and keep the wells clean and like what gods of the land do, I guess. And she marries Delphine symbolically as as the Lord. And it's just, it's really, I just love so much that it's the two of them. Like, yes, I did too. I really enjoyed the fact that it wasn't, I, I feel like as you're reading it, you're like, oh God, it's going to be Poe and Auden. It's like there's big thing that they're building to so i loved that it wasn't them that Me it was like a totally too. kind of more unexpected pairing ever the gentleman though auden does help poe undress and he knows oh, yeah. he's, he, he just needs to be part of it he knows he wants he's like i want to touch you like you're mine but she says you need to earn me so he starts by fingering her which is a good start i think yeah. um fair, it's what she it's wants a fair start and Delphine and Poe go through this, like, another piece of the ritual where they're bound in thorns as part of the marriage. And there's, I'm sorry, I'm full of quotes tonight, but there's another part here where Delphine experiences, like, pain for the first time. And she says, when I meet Delphine's eyes, her lips are parted and her eyes are glassy, and I see the flushed, rapid breathing expression of a masochist experiencing safe pain for the first time. Pain without fear. Or maybe pain with only the good kind of fear. The fear that comes from roller coasters and scary movies and walks through the woods on Imbolc Night. Pain with trust and warmth. And that, again, her fucking journey is just, it's like one of my favorite parts of this book. Um, because she's getting... She's getting to explore sides of herself she's not gotten yeah, to explore she's and they totally to king. Yes, we love it. <laughs> and then finally, the consummation. Delphine is guided by Rebecca and I love that we are exclusively focused on women and their pleasure. Yes, I also did love the moment of like Delphine being nervous about being naked in front of everyone even though she was like so hyped up so I was like I I liked that there was like that moment of like humanity yes and like being like oh nervous about because also like Delphine is plus size so she has a lot of insight and like even though she's this um like famous Instagram influencer and she's like famous for telling everyone about like you know, love your body how it is and giving advice and her confidence. And to see, like, as, like, someone who also I is plus size, like, I, it was, a, I see a lot of my thoughts that I've had in Delphine. Um, so sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm really going to work through this with you. Yeah, we're going to. Because gonna- I've, I've been there. So it's like, oh, that, yeah, like, even though these are your friends that you love and trust, um, that like having that moment of insecurity and nervousness about 
being naked. And also because they're your friends and you're going to be naked in front of them, even though you're, you were all gung ho about fucking them. <laughs> like, I liked, all... I liked that too. Like, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, and now we're just all like, we're all just going to fuck. <laughs> no, Poe, po, I think, takes her hands and says, like, I'm so excited to fuck you. You're so beautiful. Yes, like, I can't wait for this. And, and then, yeah, like, she gets nervous and Rebecca takes charge. And she's like, well, I'm going to. Because it's also, they quickly realize these are two subs. Yes. So someone's got to take charge One of the doms needs to step in. And she has um, what she like, to help kind of soothe Delphine's nerves. She has Poe eat Delphine out. Well, she while Beckett while they use pe- Beckett as a pillow. I so yeah, and the men are present through this. They're like yes. they're sporting massive boners, of course, but they're all in the background for the ritual and in the foreground, or it's Delphine and Poe experiencing sex together for the first time. But they start with an inspection. So there's a little bit of degradation and exhibition for Poe too. And I thought that was so so hot like they leave like she basically has poe just drop her knees like she's she's like reclining and they have poe drop her knees and just flash the snatch and it leaves everyone just a little bit desperate and leads like right into poe servicing her lord's south mouth and Poe says, I've never done this before, obviously, but my motto for everything from college to drinking is that you can't go wrong with enthusiasm, so I simply dip my mouth to her and begin. What a goddamn delight. You can't go wrong with enthusiasm. She's not wrong. I, like, you know what? Actually, I think she, depending, um, I think with kissing, you can be a little bit wrong. I, you know, as long as you are enthusiastic and open to coaching. Yes. They're, 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 the caveat there is. They they also... I appreciate uh, the sentiment. I don't know if it's 100% true. <laughs> I, think I, it's a good, I think it's a good motto to have. It makes sense. I don't know if you uh, clocked this too, but there was also a really refreshing way that they talked about how women taste. Where Poe yes. said, it's sweet oh, and a little God. earthy and unlike anything I've ever smelled. Not floral. She doesn't taste like, like fucking sugar cane, cake yes. or ice cream sundae. Thank you. Thank you for describing like, a realistic Or way. fucking fr- like a fresh fruit basket, like an edible <laughs> or like she's a, like her pussy is an edible arrangement. Like, yes. come on. It was it was so Give refreshing. <laughs> and and <laughs> you know that it sets me off. I don't know why. I'm like, come on, like I, I don't need to be like, you know what? It tastes fucking disgusting. I don't think that. But it's it just, doesn't it doesn't taste, taste like, like food. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, so this was really refreshing to have something that you're like, yeah, that is what it tastes like. Yes. And oh my God, after Poe eats Delphine out, Auden kisses Delphine's wetness out of her mouth because they've never, they've never had in their entire relationship not had like physical intimacy. And it was a way to kind of close out that for him, I think. And then it's Delphine's turn. And Rebecca guides her through fingering Poe. And Poe is fantasizing about everyone using her until they're all loose and sated. And since I know everyone here wants to know, it's in book two, you freaks. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, like, because Saint and Auden are basically used <laughs> as restraints oh, my on Poe. So, and yes. They, and then, like, after they ended up, like, recreating the triple kiss from years ago it's, as she comes, which was incredibly hot. And obviously, this is the adult version of that. This, this yes. Was, it was a, not a true. This is much more adult. Well, because something happens again during the scene where they, they really begin aspecting the Lord and the Goddess again. And the veil around the chapel gets really thin. And so then it's with Delphine fucking Poe and then Auden is kissing where Delphine's fucking her with her hands, and then it's Poe and Auden and Saint again. And as Poe is finally coming with someone else for the first time, yeah. it's literally magic happening. Yes. And, and like the light- childhood wedding. And lightning yes! strikes, a f- and a fucking tree crashes down on the altar. And so now Way what they have been- your bang with a bang. Right? And everything that they have been awakening through this ritual is now awake. Yeah. So with the rain and the storm and everything coming yeah. through, the six of them have to like 
hike back up to the house. And Poe is drifting off into subspace this entire time. Yeah, she's just full on in it. She's yeah, she's out of it. So Saint and Auden, she's just like almost like drunk with it and kind of like loose. Yeah, and she's very loopy. And- so Saint and Auden are trying really hard to get her cleaned up and her wounds dressed from being bound in thorns and get like some level of aftercare performed. But Poe's just begging for more sex the entire yeah, time. She's like one uh, one orgasm was not enough. No, I love that. Which, which fair? Yeah, I mean it's not. <laughs> it's not enough. Want more for yourself? Yes, and I feel like this is like the start of like you. You're getting to like at least for this book like the culmination of like because such a big part of this is like. Auden, Saint, and Poe, and how they just all feel drawn to not one or the other, but like each other. Yes. Where it's like that it's meant to be the three of them. And <laughs> yeah, and then so they're, they all finally, after they like take care of her hand, the three of them shower, and Auden fingers Poe until she comes again. And then while Saint is holding her, so and good. Then she so starts good. to jerk Saint off. But she's, like, being a little too gentle with it. And oh, Auden's like, I know what he needs. And he takes over, and he has his hand around Saint's throat, and he's just got, like, these rough strokes. And then they both come. So he comes just from jerking Saint off, and it is incre- and Poe is watching, and it is so fucking hot. Everyone's got that post oak glow. Yeah. I love that Auden, though, treats this like a job, and these two little sex monsters are interrupting him being responsible. Yes. Because he, like, oh, he has God, to go back out to, to the chapel. The, oh, do I need to do everything myself? Because he's got to go, the, like, you know, if you want to be, if you're the lord of the manor, yes, you do. Yes. But he has to go, like, back out to the chapel and make sure shit's not on fire. Yes. So, well, even though it's raining and they're kind of like, oh, like, nothing is staying, like, we checked before we left, like, nothing's staying on fire in this down, it's like downpouring. Yeah. But he's still like, oh, like, I just feel like I need. As a chronic warrior, I understand. Yeah. I, I'm, I, did I unplug my candle warmer before I left the house today because I was paranoid about it because I fell asleep with it on last night? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so while he's gone, Poe and Saint wake up from a little nap and get it in. And so do Delphine and Rebecca. And these scenes are pretty quick. Honestly, I would spend more time talking about them. But aside from a little hair pulling and face setting, respectively, it's a pretty tame affair compared to what we just had with the ritual and then again with the shower. Yeah. Like, it's how kinda, do you it's, follow it's that like, up? Yeah, it's, it's kind of quick and dirty. Uh, do I like, love yeah. a little wrap-up? Yes. Yes. But it's, you cannot compete with that first-time ritual or with the weird magnetism shower jerk-off scene. It's... <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. It's I don't just, either, but it made it worked. <laughs> so Auden comes back to the house as as Poe and Saint are fucking, and so he knows he still has to do something to earn her and to fix the shit between him and Saint because they are all just circling each other. And so she uh, he asks Rebecca to teach him how to safely practice kink, how to be a good dom for the two of them. So baby Auden is going to be daddy Auden, which I love for him. I do too. But then you also find out... Because this is where, like, the story also starts getting back into, like, a heavier turn. Yes. Because while Auden is out at the chapel, he runs into Beckett. And Beckett is remembering, while he is there, he remembers this time when he was there six years ago. And he ran into Auden's dad, Ralph Guest, and who threatened him and kind of scared him off. But Beckett was like, I know what he did. He so was you bringing get this flowers. sense where I'm like... Okay, yeah, he's dropping off flowers at the altar, and he yes. and like all Beckett thinks is, I know what you did, and he knew that I knew what he did, and we and know so, what. And it's one where at this point in the story, you're like, I think I know what he knows that he did. Oh, and we find out, and you do quickly find out because the next day, Saints out, he's like cutting down wood from the tree that fell. And he yeah. he has Poe come out because he, he yeah Poe wakes up to the her phone ringing and it's saying he's like I need you to come out to the the Thorn Chapel with me right now and they find a driver's license for Poe's mom with a set of human remains yeah and on buried the, like under like behind the altar and in front of on the altar written in stone is convivificat and that's it that's how we end the book you know start with. Some magic and with maybe murder. Yeah. And also, I um, I was like, when you think about the fact that she lost her virginity 
basically on her mother's grave. I was like, it does take away from the initial hotness of it. The yes, the after. I was like, ooh, ooh, that's fucking rough. That's fucking rough. It, I, and I feel like that's the theme it for is. this series. It is. Ooh, it's that's like fucking so rough. Hot and then just pain. Yes. <laughs> so it's like we. Not only do our care, I hope you like pain just like our characters because <laughs> you're going to get it. So I think this is the fastest we've ever gotten through. We're trying to get better at summarizing the plot and like kind of reviewing our way through it. Um, and I think we've we've maybe peaked right now. But after all of that. I can't, yeah, I actually am shocked. <laughs> so what what were your final thoughts after reading A Lesson in Thorns? I gave A Lesson in Thorns. A 4.5 overall. I would say for Peppers, it's so fucking horny. Four? I, you know, oh my God, I think that's the most Peppers I've given in a while. I love this because ours, we it's are very same but different vibes. Yeah. So go on, go on. Tell me more. What um, did you love? What what things would you change? I really enjoyed it. I was kind of really sucked in. I enjoyed like the blend of like spice and aggressive horniness um with like a lot of like mystery i feel like the surrounding plot lines were like very interesting and kind of i was like i want to know all the answers and i felt like it it did almost in a good way maybe this book edged me because i was like yeah there are so many things that i need to fucking know like i i will say i was in i and i also enjoyed all the characters a lot like I liked, they all had very distinct personalities and I liked their interactions with each other. Um, I feel like I almost wish sometimes it, it was emphasized a little more and like pointed out that Poe hasn't been around for years because sometimes I feel like it, you, it's kind of like lost in that. Like you kind of lose that and then you're like, oh yeah, you haven't been around them because they all just act so comfortable right away, which was nice. Um, I did find. That for some reason, like, and I, I liked all the characters. I there wasn't anyone that I was like, ugh, but fuck this person. Um, but I did find that I got a little bit bored with the Auden and Poe side of things, where I was like, it was like so much, and like the buildup of like the whole town, and you all you want each other, <laughs> and the whole town wants you to be together, and I was like, yawn. <laughs> Like, where I was, like, I found, like, the, like, her and Saint stuff was way more interesting to me. And, um. Oh, he's so like tortured. The, but especially Auden and Saint, that, I was, like, I need to know what the fuck went down with you two eight years ago. Like, what's up? Because I don't think it was all one-sided. And, like, Spill I just. The tea. Yes, I need this tea. I really enjoyed, like, um, Rebecca and Delphine have this really great kind of, like, frenemies kind of thing where they it's like I we've hated you but like just fuck so already friends and hang out it's weird and then um Beckett I was so intrigued by because I feel like he's the one you get the least from yeah and you know that I like a hot priest in a book <laughs> uh, well even though I did fucking I I, I guess I kind of hated Tyler and Priest I feel like you hated Tyler only after you got to Midnight Mass. I yes. feel like through Priest, you were like, like met on him. Fine. It was Poppy that I hated. Yeah. Um, it, so, yeah, like, so this was like, um, and I, I just enjoyed them all kind of just being obsessed and wanting to fuck each other in different ways. All reasonable yeah. when you learn about them. They're all like wildly yes. and I'm, talented I'm also, and beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah, they're all just hot and horny. But and hot kinky. with other things. Yes. And, um, but I feel like I'm. I don't want to say too much because I did continue. I'm on the third book Same. in the series, so I don't want to accidentally spoil something too far ahead. Very kind of you. But what were your um, thoughts, feelings, opinions? I feel like everyone listening knows this right now, but I fucking love this book. It, like I said before, it gave me some it vibes at the beginning, just like with the, the similarity similarities between the Losers Club. 
and the Thorn Chapel sex. Although I am so glad they were adults before the ritual sex stuff started happening. Because oh yeah, I could I wouldn't have been I would have DNF'd it. I would have been like Kelsey, we gotta pick another one. Yeah, if it was, if it was teenager, I would have been like, no, we're out. No, yeah, same. And I love everyone in the Thorn Chapel six independently, but I love them most as a group. Uh, although special shout out to Beckett, whose chapter seven section on his zeal possessed me and left me deeply invested in this man like give me all the beckett content oh, i yeah. fucking loved him oh yeah but, I, on on the sub quick on side note on beckett, oh no we can go on side like notes i'm not for beckett all the time i won't really spoil anything but in book two there is a scene with yes. beckett <sighs> that i still fucking think about it it's so fucking sexy it is it's I just everything him talking about how he's possessed with zeal and how he has to starve it to keep it from taking over baby show me show me all of it show me what that zeal let it burn me up (laughs) but yeah I I don't I have very little criticism of this book which is to say I can't actually think of anything to complain about I um I think the fact that like half the group is bisexual into kink and virgins in their 20s would normally I would be like I would be like we're all bisexual right Uh, they're all queer they they have to be given given some things that happen yes um but normally I would be like a little skeptical of that but given the magic and the way that it's woven into the story I think it's passable like with everything that happened to them at Thorn Travel that this is like a fixed point in their lives and even though they split up and like went on their own little paths the coincidences that happen later in the book are explained by, oh, that day at Thorn Chapel, something started waking up and it impacted all of us. So I really, things that would normally bother me wouldn't just because of the way they were worked into the story. And the rituals had a lot of artistic liberty taken, obviously. Like if you're a true practitioner of like the festivals in the wheel of the year, you know that these are not accurate but i think sierra simone makes it very clear that these are not broad generalizations for like imbolc or beltane or astara but they're very specific locations yeah like a a location's way of practicing them like the what's it the thorncomb valley and like yes and it's all kind of rooted in this place and you can kind of tell like it's it's the way that has that fantasy element that it's like oh there are pieces from maybe like the real world but it's it's the way that they celebrate it with, like, local deities and ties mm-hmm. to the land and stuff. Yeah. And I think um, we already talked about the Delphine and the treatment of her assault, but it, it just was – it was very sensitively done. And I think giving her all of the power in the actual sex ritual was so important. Yeah. And her budding interest in being a sub and Auden's interest in being a dom were well done. Yeah, and I, I think – there, I thought even, like, there's that moment um, during the ritual where – while Poe is eating her out, Rebecca asks, do you want her fingers? And she kind of has a moment of like, no, I'm not ready. And yes. I, I thought that was even like, there were just so many things that were like, just about her story that I found particularly like, again, heartbreaking, but really beautiful. Yeah, and like, very well moving. Done. Yeah. Which you don't think you're going to get in the middle it's of so people horny. fucking it's in the so... middle of the woods. It's yeah. it's just, they, you know, subvert your expectations. Yeah. And, and Poe is just constantly just like, it's like she's got a lot going on but it's like every other sentence she's like but i guess like wouldn't i like to be like bent over and spanked over this or i want to be thrown up against it like yeah. she's constantly like she's like oh, oh man i really i don't know what's going on with my mom i i just have the, I have this hope that she's not dead oh i hope Auden bends me over and spanks me while i suck saint's dick like it's it's that kind of stuff and then you have these really like beautiful human moments well, well, Delphine, and it, it's such a fun ride. It is. And there's also a, an emphasis on practicing safe kink and some of the yes. things that that would entail. So I think if you have any kind of passing interest in kink and then you read this book, you like it's all done very positively in a way that I think would encourage people to keep like to, to learn about it. Like it, this is a good little taster, I think. And my God. The magic, the aesthetic, it's its just immaculate. Like, if you, like me, love a dark academia, dark cottagecore vibe, then this is for you. Just look at the covers. The covers are fucking beautiful. Um, and the, the writing is also 
beautiful and it's such a joy to read. And it's like Sierra Simone can write hot, hot sex, but she can also write hot everything leading up to that. And it's just the unresolved sexual tension in her books are, it's some of my favorite in like smut and romance. It's like you said, it's just so horny. She writes good smut. She (laughs) writes, it is. I was like, I can't think of any other way to describe it. Like throughout the whole book, I was like, this book is so horny. (laughs) But and I, and I feel like when I say that, it sounds like it's not a compliment, but it is such a compliment. It's like, I was like, I mean that in the best way. I love, I mean, I, the most, I love everything up to people actually getting together. And since most of this book (laughs) is the chase, I love, Love that you know at that you point love that's each other okay who's next yep pretty much just bring me that's back in when there's drama which so which usually i do share actually so <laughs> so I, can't, I was like i can't i'm like i can't believe i'm calling you out for a toxic trait that is also mine oh no feel free you that's what friends do yeah. they have ritual sex parties in the woods and they call you out on their toxic traits <laughs> So so I gave this book five stars, and I gave it three peppers, oh. which I think was interesting because the spice was very hot, but it was, like, limited. And also just knowing, because I'm also in the third book, knowing some of the things that come in later books, I was like, there is room to get hotter. Yeah, it's true. But, but this is... But in the moment. I, I, I feel like also, for all the other things we've read, this was spicier. Oh, yeah, and for also, sure. I, I also really enjoyed, kind of like I had mentioned it before... That the moments, it, it's not just the, like, straight sexual moments that are incredibly hot. There's, like, all those little moments. Or even all just, this history. Like, even just a fucking kiss where you're, like, or oh. the thumb rubbing oh, shoulder. God. Yeah. The long looks and just. You know, you know, like, I was really, like, fucking tortured ass saint. I was, like, oh. With his lip ring. You know his, I love a sad man. lip ring, like, Auden being so obsessed with saint's lip ring just rubbing on that dick i was like oh yeah so so maybe no so not just so sometimes of course like the explicitly sexual moments were very sexy um but yeah those like little ones oh and that that fucking saint and beckett kiss so good so just i was like so simple and one of the hottest things in the book oh yeah just because of the way that it's it's done there's like the spanking was hot but i was like but how about that kiss? Like, are For you real? guys gonna are you guys gonna kiss again? Like, oh, how more. about more? Show us, show show him your zeal. <laughs> show say your zeal. Show it all. Show us he, all. He sneaks in. He leaves his church unlocked for him so Saint can come and pray there like after hours in private. He says that is begging. Con- that is begging for Beckett to fuck him in front of the altar. He says, we "Know that we can use the the myrrh as lube." We do know this we now. Priest came first. Priest. It's been confirmed. Beckett also says he leaves it open so that Saint can come in and continuing his ongoing argument with God, which yes. I think is the most Saint like description ever. Um, but, but yeah. But yeah, this was this was one of my favorite reads of the year so far. I yeah. mean, there was a lacuna coil reference that had me listening to Heaven's a Lie and reliving my angsty youth. So it, this was just a fucking delight. It for, was. For I think like this every not so, aspect. Yeah. I think not so much a criticism, but I would have liked because the majority of this book is from Poe's point of view, and then you get like a few one-off chapters where you get little um pieces from the other points of view. Yes. I would have liked a little bit more of everyone else's point of view. Yeah, that's Because it that's was good... very interesting. I think maybe that, like, and again, I, I was like, I liked, I didn't dislike Auden and Poe, and I wasn't like, ugh, don't be together. Like, I was like, and I'm into all three of them getting together very much. Um, but it was the one that I was like, oh, this feels like the most, like, other things I've read, maybe. So I, there was that element where sometimes I was like, oh, I'm a little bored with this. And I think part of that was probably just because you're only getting Poe's point of view for most of it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I would like to hear from the rest of the class <laughs> because i'm into the the whole class i'm into the Same. class as a whole give me all six yeah um cool so is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to discuss for thorn trap for a lesson in thorns no i don't think so i feel like i got I mean, I could gush about this forever, yeah. and I will if you let if me. I, but I feel like if I continue, I run the risk of going in, spoiling to the, ne- to the next very fair. And there, I feel like 
I have big feelings. <laughs> Same. Um, big feelings. And I, and I like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> well, all right, maybe beautiful we'll, people. Maybe we'll do it. <laughs> maybe we'll continue the series. Actually, that's a good point. So this is, the, this the, is it for show. Lesson in Thorns. But if you would like to see us continue the series or the series that we started in general, like we're starting to think about how we want to frame up season two. So if you have any input on that, how you'd like to listen, please let us know. Um, and if you want to continue the series, it picks back up with A Feast of Sparks, which gives you more yeah, the of the Saint and Auden so. POV. I do feel obligated to say check the trigger warnings, especially on Feast of Sparks, because there's a plot line in this book that is a personal hard limit for me. So, as always, take care of yourself. Um, yeah, I will say... I will not I say like, yeah, anything I else to either, spoil, I, but... But I will say, like, some of it, I felt like you needed to go out of your way to find some of the trigger warnings, so I wish they were more readily... There's a certain one that was, I wish was more readily available. There's a, there's and a website that I get, like, not I wanting to... I think there's a fine line between, like, not wanting to spoil, but also, like, wanting to properly warn your readers about things. There's a there's a website called booktriggerwarnings.com that I usually use. It's it's how I find make sure mm. that I'm covering all bases for like our episode Ooh, that's descriptions. A good, that's a good call out. So yes, um check those. I would do it for Feast of Sparks, just because again, some plot lines don't work for me. They don't work for you. Just take care of yourself. But looking ahead, we are gonna be back in two weeks to bring you praise by Sarah Kate. So we're gonna continue exploring our own personal kinks. <laughs> and this is the first book in her Salicious Players Club series. So that episode is gonna be dropping on March 16th at 5 a.m. If anyone needed the time, same time as always. Uh, and we hope to see you there. Same time, same place. Yes. This will actually be our last book, both for the month of March. And in season one, because it's our season one finale, yay! We're going to be taking a little break, um, the last you know week in March, and then we will be back for season two in April. Can you believe it's our smut anniversary already? I love that. I am in shock. I can't believe people have listened to us for an entire year. A full year of us just being horny sex monsters, <laughs> in the words of Poe. <laughs> Well, well they, she didn't say horny. She just says sex monsters. But yes, that's okay. I think she was thinking it. She was. She, she would appreciate it. She, so. well, there's, she said horny separately. So, well, we hope to see you in two weeks. But until then, read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the, the rest. rest. If you enjoyed shelf pleasure please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.